3: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Sum 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Two COVID-concern games still off the NFL board, but KC has been reposted. Chiefs at home favored by 12 over the Raiders. New York Yankees down 2-1, facing elimination. Rays are 70% to advance. L.A. Dodgers are still the huge World Series favorites, paying only plus 160 if they win it all. Thursday night football, Tampa at Chicago. Tampa favored by over a field goal. How much revenge will Tom Brady get from Nick Foles? Here comes a full hour of The Vegas Truth, covering all that and more. I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's
0: R.J. Bell.
2: You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. In studio, Steve Fezik, the only two-time Super Contest winner that is the biggest handicapping tournament ever only got to win it twice he did it back to back sports bettors listen for the money sports fans to know more than their bodies now he's in Los Angeles he's a Joe but he's probably the Joe Jonas Knox.
4: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day when we are filled to the brim with playoff baseball, we've got COVID implications in the NFL. As you mentioned, lines being taken off the board. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday?
2: I think we talk about this Thursday night game because I think it's bigger than people realize. We'll have a pick at the end of the show, but let's really set the table on how big this game is with Tom Brady against Nick Foles.
4: That's right. It is week five debuting later on tonight, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. It is the Bucks at the Bears. Right now, Tampa Bay is a three-and-a-half point favorite for Tom Brady's big debut in a standalone spot on national TV.
2: So remember, and this is kind of for the batters, and we'll make it quick, three, three-and-a-half The biggest difference in football, more games and three as a margin than any other margin. So if you are laying three and a half and you could lay three, you can't win. You can win in the short term, midterm maybe, you can't win. you got to take three and a half and lay three. It's that simple. That said, when you look at this game, I'm going to ask a question and we'll start with Jonas, go to Fez. How big in Tom Brady's mind is the revenge? If you're a football fan, you remember Nick Foles, obviously, with the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a game in hindsight in the Super Bowl that Tom Brady, they say maybe began the riff with Belichick. The sense was I put up this many points and I'm still losing. And we don't know for sure how big of a – Contributor that was to the Brady-Belichick riff, but it certainly was a big game. And Nick Foles has had big games since, but none will be bigger. And Tom Brady, a man who's a player who's always looking for motivation. He's always looking for something to drive him. Is this a drive that we got to take into account when we handicap the game tonight? Jonas?
4: I, I believe so. I think Tom Brady's one of those, like Michael Jordan, and we saw it play out in the documentary, The Last Dance, to where stuff that we would think is so petty, not even the biggest deal in the world, they thrive on that. They look for any sort of advantage, anything to motivate them and get them ready for a game. And he knows damn well that Nick Foles was the guy on the opposite side of the field who got all the glory in winning that Super Bowl and if you remember Brady was awesome in that Super Bowl he threw for 500 yards he had the late turnover but he was the best quarterback on the field but it was Nick Foles who got all the love and I don't think Brady ever forgot about that
2: yeah and I do think You know, I guess my first instinct is, should I debate how the Jonas just doesn't know how petty I could be? (laughs) But, you know, I don't think that necessarily would be the right move here. I do find Jonas to be who is usually less. mm, He's not one to buy into every narrative. He's kind of a skeptic, a cynic, a skeptic. The fact he's buying in here tells me, wow it probably is something to consider. Fez, what do you think?
5: Yeah, I think Brady is a consummate professional, but he's got a fire that burns within him. And I certainly think he is not immune at all to using situations like this to his benefit. So he's
2: not immune, or it's something he's inclined to do? He's
5: inclined to do. He absolutely. You see him on the sideline, getting everyone involved. I think it is a factor, and it's a positive factor.
2: And in a way, it could be something where maybe Brady doesn't even have to be the one who's perpetuating it. Maybe it's a situation where his teammates say, hey, Tommy boy, mm. we'll, get, we'll get him back for you. And Brady maybe would have those feelings himself, but does, he doesn't even need to vocalize him maybe. Maybe it's, you know, hey, okay, thank you. It's, you know, let's try our bet. But the players, let's be candid. If Tom Brady's in your locker room, it doesn't matter who you are in Tampa – He's three times, five times more famous, three times, five times more accomplished. And I'm talking about the most famous Tampa Bay Bucks, otherwise, the most accomplished, with Gronk being an exception because of their history. Every other player on the Bucks would want to do a solid for Tom Brady. And the idea of, hey, this is our chance to be there for Tommy, I think it could not only motivate Brady – but motivate the entire team. Other than this, and we are straight out of Vegas, I'm RJ Bow, and we'll start with you Fez go to Jonas. What do you think the biggest one factor in the game is? And then end of the hour, we'll do our picks.
5: Thursday night football travel. So Tampa Bay Mm. goes over 850 miles. I know, RJ, you pioneered the... Well, I mean, you feel free to go ahead with it, though. Well, no, I (laughs) think... No,
2: you, you,
5: (laughs) you, buddy. Well, it turns out 850 miles is the point of demarcation on a Thursday night game. If you travel under 850 miles, then it's not a big deal to have to play a Thursday night road game. So what's the numbers? So it's 48.5% the road team covers when they travel under 850 miles miles. All right. So the the default, the narrative is that the data
2: says Thursday night road teams have it tough, tough, tough. All kinds of theories about that. As we'll say pregame.com has dug in, we've identified the mileage is a key factor. So if it's under 850 miles, it's Just below 50% for the road team. So it's not great for them, but it's a small disadvantage. If it's above more than 850 miles, it's what? 39% against the spread. 39%. I mean, let me see here. That's less. Let me see. Yeah, that's less than 40%. (laughs) (laughs) So to me, that's something. So what you're saying is... Tampa here, even if they have Brady's motivation, the team's motivation, big disadvantage for them there. Yes. Jonas, same question. Biggest factor?
4: Uh, The Buccaneer injuries. They're banged up on offense, and it's multiple players at the wide receiver position. It's Godwin who's out. Evans has been banged up. Scotty Miller's been banged up. O.J. Howard's already out for the year. It feels like uh, the running backs, they've got injury at the running back position. It just feels like there's a lot of injuries on that side of the ball.
2: Now, Tampa is deep on offense. Do you think that for this game, I know if for the season, if this is all they had, it would be too thin. Do you think for this game, it's, it rises to the level of cluster injuries? It rises to the level of, uh-oh, it's a huge factor.
4: I think it's a concern only because the Bears defense, although it's not what it was a couple of years ago, it's still a pretty solid defense, and there's talent on that side of the ball. So I do think it is a concern if you're Tampa Bay going into this.
2: What do you think of that, Faz? I think the
5: The fact that there's so much depth that it's not as big a deal. And Godwin's an awesome wide receiver, but let's face it, Evans is a solid number one. Evans is going to play. Miller's a really good three. He's likely to play. In terms of running backs, I don't know if it's a big deal that Fournette's likely to miss because Ronald Jones, I still think, is the slightly better running back. The tight end is a big deal because Gronk is struggling at tight end. So We thought this would be a point of uh, strength, but it really isn't so far with Gronk underperforming.
2: Okay, so I, th- I think I agree with both you guys. There, objectively, there's a lot of players out on offense for Tampa, but Tampa has a lot of depth. So it affects them, I don't think, as much as it would a typical team. So the line right now is between three and three and a half. Matters where you're playing. Tampa Bay favorite on the road. And end of the hour, we're going to have some picks, props, who knows what, an extravaganza.
4: RJ, from Thursday night football to Thursday night baseball, we go and we've got two different stories playing out in Major League Baseball coming up uh, less than an hour, about actually right about an hour from now on TBS. It is game four between the Rays and the Yankees. Tampa Bay with a 2-1 series lead looking to finish off New York in that game. And then on the NL side, you've got the LA Dodgers up two games to none looking to finish off the San Diego Padres. That game coming up later on tonight as well, too.
2: Yeah, Dodgers. Think about this. Plus 160 is all you make if they win the World Series from this point. 100 wins you 160. They are big, big favorites. Rays are second in the 4-1 to one or a little bit higher range. To me, back in the early 90s, one of the ways you could win at betting was play against the super public teams. Fade Notre Dame. Fade mm. the Lakers. Fade the Celtics. Fade, uh, let me think, San Francisco, Dallas. So those teams usually were so good they could even you know cover even with the, the heavy freight. But the reality is the Yankees were always on that list. And I think the Yankees are a team that to this day you can benefit from by just fading.
4: You guys are no better than me, but didn't Floyd Mayweather get a lot of that treatment too? There was a lot of people who just wanted to see him lose, so they would bet against him almost every fight.
2: Ooh, now that's interesting. So with Floyd, you would get both sides of it, right? One was people do bet against him, and thus it helps the price. And thus, I would say, in fact, I'm certain I've bet on Floyd more than I've bet against him. Right. And oh, by the way, you've never won betting against <laughs> him, so the price never mattered with Floyd. But the, one of the biggest bets I ever made was when Floyd fought against um, Ah, the UFC guy. I'm having a McGregor, of- right. McGregor, yeah. I think I laid—let me think about this. I got it about 5-1, to one, and it was like, you watch that fight, it went about as perfectly as it could have and w- uh, for McGregor, and it was an easy
5: win. And what Floyd. was amazing about that is we all laid minus 500, 5-1, five and yet the, the odds kept dropping and got as low as, I think, minus 425 at some point. All the money against undefeated Mayweather. So
2: you're pretty much saying me too, like I <laughs> said about my big bat, And, you, and the code was, uh, you know, actually what RJ said doesn't mean all that much because anyone here in Vegas that knew anything was on that bat. Is, is, that, is that the translation? No. Huh, okay. That's Steve Fezzik. I'm RJ <laughs> Bell. But Jonas, your implication was, I think, oh, because they're hated, there's some value on them. And I think that's the case in rare cases. But in general, a team like the Yankees, if all you do is fade them, you're going to do so much better than if all you do is play on them. Now, that might be easy to know, right, Fez? Because that's pretty standard, right? Or-
5: sure, but look even at the season <laughs> win number for the Yankees. They, they were 38-and-a-half, and they didn't sniff 38-and-a-half. So just a completely uh, overinflated season win number to start the season on the Yankees.
2: And I think as things have matured in sports betting, meaning there's shows like this, there's podcasts, there's all the different ways to get information, the old default ways to win, they're not around as much as they used to be, Uh, as in the value's just not there anymore. But the Yankees, for whatever reason, seems to have a premium on them, unlike I think any team. Serious question, I mean, who would be second? If you could say... The next year, you've got to fade somebody. In fact, we'll make this one a part of the tease. For the next year, you've got to fade somebody. Any professional or college sports team, America, American facing sports, who would it be? After the Yankees, we'll talk about that, and we'll get into NFL action. And specifically, let's think, what do I want to get to with the NFL? Fez, what, what's your dealer's choice for the NFL? Let's talk some quarterbacks that are under and overperforming. Well, it sounds like he
4: knows it, baby. We'll do that. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: Nutrifol.com, spelled N U T R A F O L.com, promo code C R Show.
4: That's Nutrifol.com, promo code C R Show.
5: I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas.
4: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at NFL quarterbacks going up and down this season.
2: Overrated, underrated, great day to join us. And we got picks on Thursday night football before the end of the hour. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you for your support. We promise to work as hard as we can to make this the best football season yet. You can listen on the iHeart Radio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Right here in Las Vegas on the Strip, 94 degrees and the neon is percolating.
4: So, RJ, we are a quarter of the way through the season for most teams. Week five beginning later on tonight between the Bucks and the Bears. And it brings up the question that Steve Fezzik will answer. Quarterbacks that are either up or down this season thus far.
2: Now, I'm interested in your Tom Brady quarterback take, Steve Fezzik, because <laughs> at a certain point on Sunday, you sent a very snarky Tweet. Do you want to share with everyone?
5: Yeah. So Brady threw a pick six and I tweeted, wow, Tampa Bay would be a contender if only they had a quarterback.
2: Now, obviously, I mean, at your, you know, as you near Social Security, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept of trolling. Are you familiar with that?
5: I've heard of it.
2: What do you think? How would you define it? I'm not sure, actually. So you, yeah. actually what you're saying is instinctually you just are a natural troll. A troll mm-hmm. is somebody who says something to try to engender a reaction from somebody else, to try to kind of uh, needle them in a way. Would you say that's a fair way to say that, Jonas? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It seems like you were trying to <laughs> not—you knew Brady wasn't going to necessarily respond or see it. You wanted the Brady fans to get— Like, stomp their feet and say, no, you're crazy, right? That was the goal, right? It was just an observation that Brady had. Yeah, but you realize it wasn't just an observation, right? Because what you would have said is, hey, Tom Brady isn't as good as people think. Yes. That would be an observation. To go to the extreme and say, if they only had a quarterback That wasn't an observation.
5: Yes, and he sure made me look stupid the rest of the game as he proceeded to throw five touchdown passes and played by far his best game of the season. Do you think you were somehow connected to that? That somehow
2: someone read it to him at halftime, perhaps? (laughs) Maybe it was just (laughs) karma for me calling him out. All right who is on this list of quarterbacks overperforming underperforming
5: all right so and these are really goes back to big questions we have aaron rodgers beginning of the year i had rodgers my number 11 quarterback well he's rated number 1 in qbr now and i've upgraded rodgers to number 3 i was wrong about aaron rodgers to number what number 3 mm hmm mm-hmm and you know a lot of it accuracy if you look at accuracy versus expected Aaron Rodgers was very inaccurate last year 28th in the league he's sixth versus expected this year so Rodgers has been great he's been very accurate and obviously been very motivated
2: have you looked at any other pages on next gen stats or you just <laughs> is your browser just locked on that one yeah
5: locked up on that <laughs> is, is it really how 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 do you lock a browser No, like? no I, I don't. I don't <laughs> <have> oh, <it.
2: laughs> oh you're, okay. You were joking. Yes. Okay. That's Steve Fezzik. So, I agree with Rodgers. I've been a Rodgers detractor, I think it's fair to say. And I think it was fair. I think his stats were far below his prime for many years. This year, they're way above And I think it's been enough games, and the eye test tells me it's not a fluke. We're not going to see him regress necessarily. Maybe, but not likely. I believe, and I said this earlier in the week, it's an indictment of Aaron Rodgers. This fact. What was it? Well, up until about five seasons ago, Aaron Rodgers' stats performance was as good as any quarterback in NFL history. Then one day, one season, they weren't. And it wasn't some gradual decline. It was a drastic drop-off statistically. He still had some amazing plays. He still had the athleticism. But Aaron Rodgers' stats were, in some ways, yards per attempt specifically. Key stat, yards per attempt, he was below average. Below NFL average for years, even though he had been all-time great in that same stat for many years early in his career. This year... The stats are turned around. Why? Oh, we can debate what it is with quarterback love and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Everyone reporting on it seems to say it's about effort, that something got under Aaron Rodgers' skin. He said, I'm going to really try this time. That means that this was within his power. This performance level was within Aaron Rodgers' power all along, and he chose not to do it. How can that be looked at as anything but? Yes, he's one of the all-time greats talent-wise, and for about a half a decade, he really didn't try. And it's been proven by how well he's playing now. What do you think of that, Jonas?
4: No, I think it, it's hard for me to say whether he's more motivated or not, but I don't then think Then what this, could it be otherwise? Well, I don't think it takes an expert eye to look and say, this is the best that he's played in— not even just last year. I want to say the last couple of years, last three, sure. four years. For sure. For uh, sure. It's not, not even close. close. Yeah, not even close. And he looks, he seems to look healthier. Um, he seems to, to be having more fun. So, yeah. But it, healthier,
2: it, you mean in better shape.
4: Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Well, so that, it, but that's effort, right?
2: Yeah. He didn't get, he, his body, his no. physiology didn't improve at an advanced age. It's a fair point. Totally fair. If you look at his yards per attempt in 2014, He had 8.4 yards per attempt. That's almost a full yard above the NFL average. It's all-time great. Literally all-time great. Eight and a half about. Between 2015 and 2019, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. That adds up to five. Five years, he was under seven and a half yards per attempt each and every year, which means all-time great, to below NFL average, five straight years, seasons. And by the way, 2020, 8.7 yards per attempt. If he kept this up, one of the great seasons in the history of the NFL. Give him credit for being an all-time great. Indict Aaron Rodgers for the five years that he was below average in such a key stat when it seems
5: like it was within his power not to be. We're straight out of Vegas. Next, Steve Fezzik. Josh Allen, another quarterback trending upwards. He started number 17 in my quarterback ratings. I have him currently, Josh Allen, number nine. Allen is third in QBR, and he's become an accurate quarterback. And he, historically, even back to his days at Wyoming, was very inaccurate. And big surprise for
2: you. I think a big surprise for a lot of people, not just Steve Fezzik. I'm surprised at how well he's playing. Matt Holt, who's with us every Wednesday. Former bookmaker in integrity now. He has been on. Aw- He's got a ticket in his pocket 40 to 1, 35 to 1 on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Fez, you booked him on something. <laughs> yeah,
5: he wanted more. I gave him 30 to
2: 1. 30 to 1. How much did he bet up with? You? 200. Ooh, dog. <laughs> That's going to be $60 million. Oh, wait, no, no.
5: Yeah, okay. <laughs> How you feeling about that bet? Not, what's, the, what's the current bills odds? I I I don't know exactly what they're. I have to look them up. But it's well below thirty to one.
2: I mean, let's be candid. You're probably. Um, it's kind of interesting. You have a chart we make for you. So what are they? Sixteen to one. So literally, he's like double his money. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh,
5: Maybe he'll offer me a buyout.
2: Well, is that what you want? <laughs> no. Maybe you should just go all the way and just go <laughs> off the off the roof. If you ha- I mean, go off the cliff if you have to. <laughs> By the way, tomorrow you'll be making
5: your seven picks. How's your record? 6, 14, and 1, 30%. <laughs> Jonas, how are you
4: feeling
2: about this bet right
5: now? Well, because
4: here's the thing, because my big question was, is Fez, can he get to above 500? And the way I look at it is, well, if he's eight games below, that means he's got to go 4-3 and three for the next eight weeks. In order to get back to five hundred,
2: except he hasn't even gone five hundred. I know, and that's, <laughs> months.
4: So, so that's why I'm, I'm questioning: Is this going to happen or not?
2: Here, yeah, yeah, good. Here's <laughs> the here's the interesting thing, is the fact that it's seven picks. That's what people don't get. Fezzik's, oh, like up thirty units on the season or on the year, betting always sports. He's right around break even, even with a bad start. At the NFL with his best bets. And he right here won 12 straight right over a course of months with free picks. He's a great handicapper. But seven NFL sides, you can't win that way. laying Even 103, I don't think. You can. You're just not a favorite. And remember, the other thing, and we talked about three, three and a half earlier, how key it is in football. Part of our deal is he has to have his odds at one place at one time. That's a huge disadvantage. You want to be able to bet all week and at multiple places. That's the only way you can win. Now, if you're doing it for fun, you don't care about winning, eh, fine. But if you're trying to win multiple outs, multiple times, you bet during the week.
4: You guys have talked about, and this I thought was surprising when I first joined the show with you guys, that a a sports better betting on NFL games is looking to go, what, 55%? That's, a that's professional
2: batter who has a mansion and a yacht, 55% will get you that.
4: So if you're picking seven games a week, what was, what was your hope? What was the hope that you could be at the end of the season if you're picking seven games a week? So at
2: minus 103 – Break-even point would be what, Fez? Let's think about that. Two point four, so point uh, eight. So fifty point eight. Yes. Okay, so fifty point eight percent he needed to hit to break even. How were you thinking about it, Steve?
5: I was thinking I'd have one play at fifty-five percent, couple plays at fifty-three percent, maybe a play at fifty-two percent. In the aggregate, it would average to well over fifty-one percent.
2: And in truth, he. I, but first off, I don't think you could possibly think you're at 55% with one play if it's at one book at one time. That's
5: a great point.
2: So really what happened is he got hustled. He got <laughs> hustled is, is the key to this. His ego that just permeates. It. Per, I mean, I, I think that's the right word. Permeates.
1: I am Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht.
2: Like that attitude of his, you got to use it against It's like jujitsu. <laughs> you use it against him, his own power. Steve Fezzik, I'm RJ Bow. So,
5: Steve, who's the quarterbacks that's done poorly? Wentz is the number one quarterback and the only quarterback that really stands out. I'm the number
2: 32 quarterback. <laughs>
5: yes, he's actually 29th in QBR. I had once a top 10 quarterback, number eight entering the season. RJ, I got him 24th now.
2: Now listen, Colin's still doing right here in FSR, still doing the old. He doesn't have help. But remember, Colin was saying, anybody that thinks Dak Prescott is as good as Carson Wentz, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, oh, man, something has happened to Wentz. Jonas, I don't know if you ever—I like to listen to local radio and, and, and like, New York, Philly, L.A. And hear you know, especially, you know, would Lakers get that reaction, you know, when it's bad in L.A.? Dodgers do. But in New York— Giants, I mean, oomph. And to me, listening to some Eagles post-game, you got people saying things like Carson Wentz is too stupid to be a court Like professional media guys, have you seen any of that?
4: Yeah, Adam Kaplan, who's a contributor here at Fox Sports uh, Radio, he's actually based in Philadelphia, and he does local shows for the Eagles. And so I I talk to him every single weekend here on FSR, (laughs) and he's told me that Every single national spot that he does now, every single one of them, and he covers the NFL nationally, they all start with Wentz and the Eagles. And he says on the post-game shows, they're out for blood. Eagle fans, they don't like him. They want him out of there. It's it, It's been crazy. Crazy for If
2: weeks. you listen to Peterson and his post-game, he said a few things that really seemed like even two weeks ago that he had problems with Wentz. Kind of like – I, the thing that struck me was he said, the coach of the Eagles, he said something like, yeah, you would think that would work. Like, <laughs> like a couple comments like that, trying to defray responsibility, fascinating. But no doubt, his stats are worse than people even It's not that he's not a top 10, 12. Some of the stats, he's last, next to last in the league.
5: Yeah, now the question is, should he even be starting after being a top 10 quarterback to start the year? Amazing.
2: Fez, you've passed me a note here. What does that mean? We tease time to f- teams to fade next year. What are you talking? Yeah, you
5: asked which team next year I want to look to bet against. Oh, that's true.
2: That is true. So, you know something? We always deliver on our teases, unless I forget, which is about 30% of the time. Feds will see what team you want to bet against to fade to make the most money. Be sure
0: to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: Straight Out of Vegas, I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
2: Yankees face elimination tonight, minus 132 right now, pregame.com versus Tampa. Yankees favored. Right now, Dodgers plus 160 to win the World Series. It strikes me. The Astros, if they could win this thing again, entering today, 8-1. to 8-1. to Oh, what a story that would be. Steve Fezzik, we asked the question. I said Yankees are one of the few teams left. If you fade them, you might not be that bad off, meaning you could almost profit just fading them. Why? Because the public loves them so much. If you were forced to fade any team... Any sport for a full season, who
5: would it be? The Lakers. Ooh. How much of that has to do with them potentially winning it this year? Everything to do with this year. And think about it. It's the perfect storm because you've got an ultra-public team in the Lakers already – and they're doing great in the playoffs, 15-4. and four. And also, the season's going to start, what, in January? We don't know yet. Well, they're saying March now. March, but, so, but still, smaller time than normal to rest up for the Lakers after a long time in the bubble. I tell you this, I agree I'm not a big
2: Lakers fan with LeBron, but to some degree, you got to give LeBron credit. Not only that they're going to win it here, just the way he seems to be at a stage of his career. He still has his physical skills. But he controls the game. He's like a chess master on the court. I'm not a big fan. Got to appreciate it, though. When we come back, the picks on Thursday Night Football.
4: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Out of Vegas! Fox
0: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
2: I'm RJ Bell we are straight out of Vegas and
4: I'm Jonas Knox voice of you the fan week five in the NFL kicks off tonight 8:20 p.m eastern time on Fox it is the Buccaneers at the Bears and RJ right now on pregame.com Tampa Bay is a three and a half point favorite
2: there's three and a halves there's threes if you like the favorite you gotta lay three you like the dog you gotta take three and a half Nick Foles He might be the most inexplicable player in NFL history. He literally had one of the five best performances of a quarterback by a quarterback ever in the Super Bowl, the biggest game of them all, the game that supposedly, if you're a Rex Grossman, if you're one of those quarterbacks who just has a career year to get there, you get depanced, you get exposed in the brightest lights, in the biggest stage, Fold said, nah, I'm going to out-duel Tom Brady. And then last week against, admittingly, the number one defense, DVOA, in football, the Colts, underrated D, didn't do much at all. But, oh, just the week before, they were 16-1 to when they threw him in late, or at the low point when he was in, and he brings him back. A couple years ago with the Eagles, somehow brought him to the playoffs. It's, and then that was after the Super Bowl. The guy, I have no rhyme or reason for Nick Foles. What we know is Tom Brady has a long memory, and I personally believe that it will be a motivational tool for Tampa here. I believe, though, his teammates will be the ones that want to step up for Tommy Boy to do a solid for their new Hall of Famer. Motivational edge there. What isn't an edge for the Bucks is the travel. Pregame.com did some original research. How well do teams do that have to travel far on Thursday night? Not good. If they travel 850 or more yards, and this is a thousand the trip, less than 40% against the spread. Personally, I would lean Bucks at three. I just think the Brady motivation is a big deal. Fez, you've got a best bet on a prop.
5: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks running back, Ronald Jones, over 71 and half rush yards. Now, Jones is only averaging 63. So why am I going over 71.5? It's all about Leonard Fournette being injured. And without Fournette, we saw Ronald Jones get almost all the carries for the running backs last week, went for 111 yards last week. I expect that to continue. Ronald Jones, over 71.5 rush yards.
2: Tomorrow, your seven picks... And I got a message from someone who has been following your seven picks.
4: Pick a winner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pressure. Jonas, you got an opinion on the game?
4: Uh, yeah, I just wonder about the injuries. You guys pointed out the travel and road teams on a Thursday night game. I just think that the Bears are maybe the most fraudulent of the three and one teams in the NFL, you can argue that they should be zero and four based on the Detroit game. The Giants had an opportunity to win that game. The Falcons completely collapsed.
2: Oh, the Giants so, game! I mean, it was hard for them to cover that game. <laughs> I Come know, on. but but there was so an opportunity. You're due to Fez here.
4: I've just said <laughs> there was an opportunity there. So to me, not an impressive three and one start. And so you know, something's got to get between that and the travel factor.
2: I tell you though, if you look at the opening numbers here. This line was as high as six, as high as six early Monday. And it's gone down to five, four and a half, four, three and a half, and moving towards three. The smart money, the big money on the Bears. Fez, you got 45 seconds. He's doing a total for his bonus best
5: bat line mover. Totals four people. 30 seconds. Indy Cleveland, under 47. Both teams run the ball a ton, more than 50% of the time. That's good for the under, and both teams play at a slow pace per play. We're getting value on this total because Cleveland-Dallas had 87 points scored last week. That's why this total is so high. We're going under 47. I love a pick like
2: this. Now, you expect the line to move down, so if you like this one, play it now. Yes. Why do I like it? Because the numbers go one way, but the perception goes another. I like to take advantage of the ignorance of the masses. By the way, tomorrow, I'm just announcing this, my over-under play of the year Now, I have fun with the play of the year stuff, but I actually love this play. It's a total play. I'm going to have a bunch of others, but total play, I like biggest bet of the year on any total. I'll give it tomorrow.
4: The Odd Couple is next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas. We will be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, for RJ's best play of the year, his best total play of the entire year. That's tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on FSR. And as always, on the iHeartRadio app.
6: Straight out of Vegas!